the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Light is good. Light gives us clarity. Light allows us to look around and and to see what is around us and to help us to make sense of the things that we see. Light helps us to know where we're going, the, the pitfalls that we may have. And better yet, light helps us to know where we should be going. It gives us a sense of great security because light also lets us know and we see that we're not alone. Darkness, on the other hand, has the opposite effect. Darkness gives us great insecurity, confusion, fear, anxiety of knowing whether are we really going in the right direction or am I just going to, you know, fall off a cliff or the frustration of going through life, hitting a wall and recognizing that we've been going the wrong direction our whole life. And darkness gives us great dread and fear of, of feeling like we're just Alone. We're the only ones who are, who are dealing with this, and there's nobody there to, to walk this out with us. But when God created, the first thing that he said was, <clears throat> let there be light. Now, this light was not the light of the sun or the stars or the moon. He hadn't created those yet. The light was himself. God is light. He is light because he's all-powerful. He knows all things. He sees all things at all times, in all places, and in every way. And the fact of the matter is, is that he himself, in relationship to all things, is light. And so when he created, it was the emanating of of who he is, his power, his light, out into creation. And when he created humanity, humanity basked in that light. The guidance of that light and the security of that light. But, or until I should say, until humanity decided that they wanted to be their own light. To be our own light and to determine and to think that, you know what, our light is better than the light of God because who knows what's best for us, better than us, ourselves. We know what we want. We know uh, what would make us the most happy. And so our light is a better light to live by. We are the light. And our ego, we love to be the light. We love the glorification of it. We love knowing before anybody else knows. We love being smarter than anybody else. We love being the light. But once humanity, we did that, our light did not shine brighter. Actually, things got darker. Confusion came into this world. Darkness and lostness that has affected the way that we think about God and the way that we think about each other, the way that we think about how life is supposed to be, that has affected our relationships with one another. And as a culture and as a people, many times throughout human history, we have, people have fallen off this cliff And societies have fallen off this cliff. We don't have to go super far in history to see that. Into the early to mid 20th century, 
The Germans were just incredible intellects in so many different in aspects of life. And yet it's through that that was birthed Nazism. It's incredible. And even in our own day and time, we struggle with this sense of confusion, this sense of uneasiness of feeling a little bit lost, a little bit not really understanding what life is supposed to be or where we're supposed to go or whether we're heading even in the right direction. There was a recent study that was done by the Gallup Group, and what they saw was uh, through their workplace report was that even after, before COVID or during COVID, workers are today more stressed, more disengaged, more angry than even during COVID or even before COVID. And in the article of this, uh, of this report, there's like this picture of this, the brain just kind of exploding. Like this is like, man, this is like mind blowing because over the last few years, people have been able to move and shuffle between different jobs that they want to find happiness than they have in recent history. In fact, it's caused companies to, to raise wages in order to attract new talent and to keep old talent. And more people have uh, more paid time off. And not only to mention the flexibility of where you can live while you work. And so executives are like, this is confounding. I don't understand it. Another recent study had come to light over just the understanding of the, the mental health care industry. One of the things that have rocked the leadership and, and the professionals in that field is a study that came out that in 2005, since 2005, there has been a growth, a 32% growth of people seeking help for mental health issues, which is wonderful. It's great. People are feeling the freedom to be able to seek help, to express what's going, you know, the, the confusion that's in the hurt and the pain and the desperation that's going on inside of them. That's wonderful. But what is boggling their mind is that over the same period of time, the 32% looking for help, 21% decrease in our own mental health at the same time. How can that be? We're confused. We have more professional mental health help. We have more money in our pocket, more flexibility. But we still feel this sense of anxiousness and lostness in our own lives. This is something that has been going on since the fall of man. But we can see it in clear as day in our own modern history. Back in the the 17th and 18th century gave birth to the rise of an age, an age of enlightenment. And that's the word light. And the age of enlightenment was this thought and this idea that we don't need God. In fact, the the superstitiousness of God is keeping us from truly being the light. Once we get rid of the, the superstition of religion then we, in our full, unbounded, rationalizing, irrational ability to rationalize, we can come to the light. We can be the light. And that got on well enough for some time until the 20th century, 
where that experiment had kind of gone on for a while until people began to realize the more that we know, the more that we realize we really don't know much. And at the same time, there's this sense that can we even really know truth? Because we are all finite people from a very sliver of perspective in the eternality of things, in the cosmos, that our truth actually is relative. It's relative to what I observe and what I see through the experience that I've had. And so my perspective is different than your perspective. And so there is no objective truth. So there is no objective truth and there is no God. Therefore, there is no purpose or meaning to life. And so the solution to this has been, well, the, look on the bright side. We can take this black canvas of not knowing and we can create our own meaning, our own purpose, or what you may hear is our own truth, my truth, your truth. But even that is shown in the 21st century to have its problems because now we all have different truths. And the problem is, is all these different truths are butting up against each other with a sense of divisiveness in our culture. And so we've moved on from what was, that was called postmodernism to now in the 21st century, post-postmodernism or what some philosophers are saying, metamodernism, which is this movement or oscillation between the ideas of enlightenment and the ideas of the postmodern. But even that is there's a sense of uneasiness in that. It just feels like we're constantly just trying to make our way in the darkness, hoping that maybe we'll stumble upon something. You say, what does that have to do with Christmas? What's everything to do with Christmas? God, who is light, who knows all things, is all-powerful, sees all things, all times and everywhere, understands us. He created us, and he understands our predicament of standing in front of the light. We're not very good light. In fact, standing in front of the light just causes darkness. But God, in his infinite grace, decided not to leave us in darkness, but to come into this world to bring us out of this darkness and into his marvelous light so that we can have clarity, clarity about who God is and clarity about who we are, clarity that we do have purpose and meaning that we don't have to imagine or create. We have it because a God who created us has given us this. We have clarity of knowing we're not alone. That God, Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So Christmas is really about a gift, a gift of light, a gift of clarity to move out of confusion into a piece of shalom, into the light of God. Instead of our glory and our light, instead of appreciating the glory of God's light, and allowing God to guide us to where we need to go and to allow him to give us the perspective so that we can see clearly what is truly going on around us and where we're going. Jesus himself, during his adult years in his ministry, he said, I came as light, I came as light to shine into the darkness of this world. 
so that those who trust me may no longer remain in the dark. In another place, Jesus said, I am the light. I am the light. That whoever follows me will no longer be in darkness, but will have the light that leads to life. Life in its fullness. It's what we celebrate here. That 2,000 years ago, God has given us this gift. And this gift isn't far to find. It's there. We just have to get out of our own way and allow the, the light of Christ to shine in our lives. And the light of Christ shining in our lives isn't just knowledge. It's He is the light. That He is the one who, who fills our heart with his love in an amazing and imaginable ways that just lights us up. Just the knowledge of knowing that we are cared for and that we are loved. That this child came into this world to give up his life so that way it can be raised up again on the third day so we can have clarity of knowing that God is with us. We have the opportunity to live in this light not only just through here and through the passage of this time on this planet, but to, to be with him for all of eternity and bask and enjoy this incredible gift. Now, this light can be tough sometimes because light, some of the things we don't really like about light is light exposes some things. You know, light can expose some of the ugliness in our lives, some of the, the warts, and the bruises, some of the, the cracks in our life that are caused by ourselves and as caused by other people in our lives as well. But what Jesus is, Jesus is the gift that brings those things to light. There's no doubt about it. But he brings those to light to heal us of our shame so that this light can be in us that shines through our cracks that says to the world i may have some cracks but i'm loved paul so eloquently put it when he wrote in the um, the kind of the, the mid first century to a group of christians in a greek town called, called corinth in second corinthians chapter four and this is what he wrote as you go to that there. For God who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts. So we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. What Paul is saying is so often in life, we want the glory. But when we want the glory, there is no real true glory. It just wears us out and breaks us. But we have the choice and the privilege to come into the marvelous light of God by which we can know the glory of God that is shown through the beautiful face of Jesus Christ. And so he goes, we, know, we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. 
that the greatest of, of just in, enjoying the light is getting out of our way and allowing God to, to light up our hearts and to be that light, even in our own brokenness and in our own imperfections. I'm imperfect, you're imperfect. This worship service is imperfect. My voice is imperfect. But the light and the love and the wisdom of God is perfect. It's the gift to receive. And it's a gift to live by and a gift to live with because Jesus Christ is that light. We are going to take the time and light candles like we do every year. And so this year, what I want us to do is I just want to kind of use it as an analogy here to what I've been talking about here. The reality is, is that we don't really generate light. We think we do, but we don't. We receive the light. And so when we get this light, my hope is is that you would take the time to just reflect. That God is inviting you. God is uh, giving you his light. Let me tell you, you know, Christmas is about the birth of a person, right? When you go to a birthday party or you're about to go to a birthday party, don't you ask, so what do you want for your birthday? Man, let me tell you, I think scriptures leap off the page and history shows that if we were to ask Jesus Christ, it's your birthday, what do you want? There's no doubt he would say, Give a place in my heart for your light, for my light. To give you clarity. To give you security of knowing that you are loved. And so as you take this light, you receive it. You receive this light truthfully into your heart as you metaphorically take it onto your candle. And as you have this light... I pray also that we would also continue to learn what does it mean to follow Jesus with humility and the understanding that it's not my light. It's nothing I've done or anything that I'm not that smart. It's the the light of Jesus Christ. And to take this light and to give it to the person next to you in remembrance that it's not my light that I'm giving them. I'm just passing on to them what I have first received from Christ. which is the the light that lights up my heart of knowing that I'm loved by God eternally. So I pass that on to the other person. And then delight in that light and delight in the fact of others who have received this light as well. Father, as we take this time to reflect on the gift of light that we have received from your son, Jesus Christ, We come to you in recognition of how incomplete we are. We can't know all things. And there's so much that we think we know, but it's also couched in our own ego and biased in our our own dysfunction. And we've been going through this life just kind of wandering around, hoping that we just kind of stumble upon something. But God, you didn't call us to that. You don't want us to live in that. You just want us to come and live in your light and enjoy your light and to live with you and to enjoy you and just let your light so shine through our cracks and our own you know, frailty to know that we no longer have to live in shame and also to give the gift to the world 
the good news of being loved even in our own imperfections that can be had by all who receive that light. Let us receive your light. Amen.